Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now you can go on many websites and find reviews of hotels, restaurants and myriad other items but it's not clear if they come from real people or not. Some of the tech giants are taking steps to try and clamp down on fake reviews but how's that actually going to work? Adrian Weckler is tech editor of The Independent. Afternoon, Adrian. Afternoon, Sean. Uh, in the first instance, I suppose, how do you, how is there a method of spotting a fake review uh, uh, as distinct from a real one? Yeah, I think so. Um, now, it's harder with a, a product or a service with a thousand or two thousand reviews. But in general, there's a couple of things that might be a giveaway. Bad grammar and spelling sometimes can be, uh, uh, you know, a telltale sign, although sadly not always. Um, short reviews that don't talk about the service or the product but that just say that it's brilliant or fantastic, that can be a giveaway. And if you really want to check, then you can tap on the reviewer on a site like Amazon or, or many others, and it will show where he or she, uh, it, you know, the type of reviews that he or she has left and in what parts of the world, if they're globally distributed an awful lot, then it, it may not be legitimate. You, you're better off looking for somebody who has a, a, a lot of reviews in the same area. Yeah. And and uh, could it be the case that, is it in most cases that those fake reviews, that's a business, someone's getting money to do this? Oh, I mean, very, very often it is, Sean. I mean, these are, there's a company called Trustpilot, which uh, listeners would probably know mm. uh, it runs essentially a business to to make sure that services and products are reliable. And it took action against two services earlier this year. One was a dental clinic. The other one was a, a retailer. And in the case of the dental clinic, uh, this was in the UK, it found that 58% of the reviews were actually fake and, and those uh, businesses had to pay compensation. Now, what there's a grey area in between fake reviews as well. And you're seeing this in the likes of medical clinics and other service centres where the staff will tell you that if you give them a five-star review, that you'll get a discount or you'll get mm. some other incentive. That's a word of mouth thing that sometimes happens in the service sector. So if you see a business that has, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of five-star reviews. Either it's the best business that was ever invented in the world, mm. which I'm not saying it's not, or um, there may be sophisticated uh, grey marketing going on. Yeah. It, does it work the other way around that people will kind of gang up to get um, uh, to give bad reviews for something unfairly? Oh, yeah, that can happen. If you go onto the App Store, for example, and if you look at any of the major banks they often have 1.5 stars out of five, two star reviews out of five. Now, look, I've been a, a critic of banks tech and, and, enough, and in some cases banking apps, but they're not that bad. And what happens is <laughs> uh, that people get annoyed about some other element of the service. Uh, the big service provider could be a bank, could be a broadband provider, could, could be any, any number of those companies. And they take it out on the the scores or the reviews or mm. or the app scores and you'll often see um very low settings there yeah yeah but that sounds kind of more organic uh, than uh, necessarily uh, organized for the organized um the organized attempts at giving uh, positive reviews are these businesses based in particular parts of the world is anything being done to yeah. try and shut them down 
Yeah, some surveys, and by the way, this is a big problem. I mean, uh, some studies have suggested that up to 15%, 15% of all of the reviews that you see on products and services might be fake. But a lot of studies uh, show that uh, many of them will they'll come from kind of um, uh, review farms in places like India or or other parts of Asia where I guess there, there, there's more of a wage incentive um, to, you know, to do it there. there. There are other sophisticated ways, though, in, in which this happens. I, I interviewed a, a woman who had been in conversation with a, with a fake reviewer, and uh, he was an American. And he the reason he was doing it was he just got the products for free. So the way it would work for him would be someone in a, typically a Facebook group would contact him and say, are you interested in doing... Uh, positive reviews, he'd say, okay. He would then spend his own money buying, let's say, uh, a Bluetooth speaker mm. for 150 euro, $150. Uh, he would leave a five-star review and then they would promise to uh, to refund him. They would lodge a refund claim with the retailer. So he'd get his money back, the, say the 150 euro he spent, and he'd get to keep the product. So it's not always people who are being paid just to to write scammy reviews or enemies of the company or or the company themselves okay that's kind of uh, fairly and so the, in so for the likes of Amazon is there anything mm. or what can they do to try and kind of uh, um, clamp down on this well it, it's a very big deal for companies like Amazon and Google as well because they kind of live or die by the authenticity and the veracity of the review system. I mean, I, I know in, in, in my house, if, if people are shopping on those services, they do, we do tend to pay uh, quite a lot of um, attention to those reviews. So they're, they're trying to upgrade their, uh, their systems all the time. It's one of the reasons why it's very difficult for AI or bots to infiltrate this. It, it's much harder to catch humans doing it. For punters tr- trying to you know, catch it themselves, there are a couple of tools, online tools that you can actually use. One of them is called Fake Spot, and it's either a browser extension. So, if, if listeners know what a browser extension is on your Chrome or Safari or Firefox, it's a little piece of software you can add. And um, there's a little uh, browser extension uh, shop or store, if you like, um, uh, up, up usually in the top right hand corner. You can add a thing called a Fake Spot uh, um, extension there, and that will, when you're browsing, say Amazon, for example, Mm. it will analyze the reviews and the comments, and then it will do its own parallel analysis. And if a product has, say, 4.3 stars, it will analyze all the comments and give you its best guess of how many of them are authentic. And it will actually give you a revised score of, say, 3.9 or 4. Um, so, the, and that's also available as an app as well, by the way, fake yeah. spot if you want so, to download but, but presumably tr- uh, tr- the likes of Trustpilot are, mm. are constantly doing that kind of thing. Oh yeah. I mean, this is, this is their, um, their absolute bread and butter. But as I was saying there, it's quite hard to detect when it's humans. Mm. So, and this is why the studies show that a lot of them will come from say outside the European Union where um, wages wouldn't be as high. So you might only earn, you know, 50 cents or two euro for, you know, or, or that kind of money for, for doing a fake review. And it, it's kind of hard to get people to do it in the EU or the US. But if you do get someone who will leave a fake review and they will use, 
you know, their own logged in name and they'll write a paragraph um, or, or whether it's through, through a language translator or not, that's quite hard to, to fish out. Mm. So um, you can take it that, uh, you know, that figure of up to 15%. I don't think that's going anywhere um, anytime soon. I, th- I think you can, certainly one in 10 reviews that you, that you see, you, you can be fairly confident that they may not be real. Yeah. Adrian, thanks a million for uh, talking to us today. That was uh, Adrian Weckler, their technology editor for the Irish Independent. Uh, someone says, I worked for a company who would post a load of positive reviews themselves to bury a particularly bad one on Trustpilot. Uh, Dermot says, I worked in a hotel for 10 years. The managers constantly put up fake trip advisory reviews. Always keep an eye out for five star reviews from reviewers who've only made one contribution. The hotels always put up a good review after a bad one uh, to keep the good ones on top, uh, says Jeremy. That kind of happens. That happens in radio a bit as well. I've interviewed people and then suddenly, like on Twitter, you'd have like a dozen people going, that was the most awesome radio interview ever in the history of radio interviews. And, uh, you know, you might wonder how well the interviewee knows the people. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.